It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Slip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 336. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. I haven't hit the timer yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> now timer I is running. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hi. Hi. We have had. Oh, it's been a shit storm, guys. An insane week. Like, not Peloton related not at, at all. Not at all. No. And uh, it's, uh, some of you know about our son's college journey. And the wheels have come off through no fart, no fault, no fart, <laughs> through no fault of Brian's whatsoever. None. He's been doing great. He has. Unfortunately, the college, not, not so, much. so much. And they so, they made some major mistakes this week. And yeah. uh, oh. yeah. this might be more of a Patreon conversation. Yes. But uh, but yeah, like it's it's uh, yeah, it's gotten weird and ugly. And There's any Connecticut lawyers out there? We'd love to have a quick chat. Yeah. So it got real ugly. Real, real ugly. So anyway, uh, if we sound less than focused, yeah, that's why. Although today is better than today. I mean, yesterday. Yes. Maybe, maybe not, since I can't talk. <laughs> hey, it's not your fart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be Buckle one. Of, up. It's gonna be one of those. So. uh <laughs> So anywho, uh, <laughs> I guess we should start by saying, I guess we've already started by saying, but let's second by saying uh, that uh, we did the book club last night. And yes. thank you to everyone who showed up. Yeah. It was even more people than last time. Yeah. So it's great to see growth. Uh, the author joined us. Well, the author joined us last time too. Yeah. But uh, but Sarah can be, but we already had a pre-existing relationship with David Miller. Yeah. So not to take him for granted. No. But we've already known and have interacted with with him. So we weren't like shocked when he agreed to participate. We were a little shocked when Sarah agreed. Right. Not we were lie. just like, hey, total stranger, want to hear what random strangers think about your book? Turns out she did. Turns out she did. Luckily, they liked it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it was a great conversation. Yes. And uh, we got so many behind the scenes story. Like it's it's it was so great. And for those of you who missed it and you're like, oh, dang, I meant to go last night. Don't worry. You're, you're a Patreon member for free. Yeah. You can just go over there. I put the entire recording up today. It's like an hour and a half. And uh, it was it was just a delightful conversation. We got so many inside stories, so many so much insight to the characters and what she was thinking, mm -hmm. how long it took her to write the book, what books are coming up next for her. It was just a delightful conversation. Yes, just absolutely. Delightful. So and that's just one of the many facets of Patreon clip out stuff. And uh, and that part, like you mentioned, is free. So it doesn't cost you a dime. We don't need your credit card number where you're going to accidentally get billed. Nope. Uh, <laughs> we don't do that. We don't do that. Well, <laughs> Patreon might. I don't know, but I don't think they do. That's but fair. We don't control ultimately what Patreon does. But uh, but and also, if you're interested, just a reminder we've we've changed the structure for for Patreon membership. Now it's five bucks. You get all the bonus content. You get ad free episodes. If we get it early, you get it early. All the things that come with Patreon membership is now just five dollars. So if $10 a month sounded like a big commitment. $5 is almost half of that. 
<laughs> well, was... and we we do our intention is to keep this episode shorter. Yes. Um, and we're trying to reach more people who might be more casual Peloton members mm-hmm. while still providing content for those of us who love to know every single every Peloton single nugget. Yeah. So <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, while we're on the book club thing, I just wanted mm-hmm. to say we also chose two new books last Oh, night. that's right. That's right. That's we right. chose one for December, and that is going to be Evie Drake Starts Over. And then for January, we are going to be reading Book Lovers. Okay. Yes. And then we have part two of our interview with David Kipper. That's right. The interview was so long. We decided to break it up in two chunks since we've been talking about how these need to be shorter. We, we held ourselves accountable and we broke it in two. Yes. So on that note, we're going to talk about, we have like a a little bit of a deep dive into the Lululemon mirror slash Peloton partnership. We also are going to talk about Peloton addressing size inclusivity concerns. There's lots of other updates coming from Peloton. We have a few instructor updates, and then we also have the artist series and a bunch of content updates. And then, uh, Tom, do you want to tell them what is in the bonus episode that they might be interested in? Well, and just, I, so I was checking my sent email cause I forgot to send it to myself. Oh. And because I did this promotion that utilizes through work that utilizes a Chrome extension, yeah. it, it looks like I sent like 400 emails oh. that I had to Go through those. <laughs> yes. Whoopsies. So uh, in the Patreon episode this week, we're going to talk about how Peloton is facing apparel delays. And uh, Matt Wilpers had a nice reveal about longer Pel- power zone rides for yep. people who are into that. And it seems like a lot of them are. We also have several uh, classes that we are going to be doing reviews on. We're going to talk about those and some other fun content that Peloton is putting out. Absolutely. So um, that's just all the extra stuff that you'll find over there. And uh, I guess before we get to all of that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While we're while you're there, be sure and follow us. You never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's super uh, helpful for us and helpful for the people who come along after you. It's And uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the clip out. You can sign up for our mailing list at the And of course our aforementioned Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out where for five bucks a month, you get these episodes ad free. We get them early. You get them early. If, uh, and you get the bonus content, all the things for just five bucks a month. And, uh, uh, and if uh, you love the show, but you just don't want to commit to that, the easiest thing you can do to help out, if you would be so inclined, is share an episode in your social media feed. That goes a long way towards letting other people know that we exist. Yes. So there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. Peloton and Lululemon have collaborated on apparel lines, and a lot of people were very excited, but there were some people who were not so much excited. Well, it's not even that they weren't excited about the collaboration. Because they were excited about the collaboration, but they felt left out. They did feel left out. So just a little background. Lululemon has had their own issues with sizing. And as part of those issues that have, they, they, they've been called to the carpet for it. Mm-hmm. They have made a change in how they do things. So 
and this is before Peloton, right? They started making their sizes more inclusive. It used to stop at size 12 and now it goes to size 20. Uh, I will say that a lot of people have, have told me, I've heard this from many people that Lululemon stuff is not typically found in stores above size 12. You typically have to buy it online. Gotcha. Not saying always, but typically. Okay. Yeah. So as you also know, Peloton has, you know, they've been really trying to add to their line of sizes and they've been doing that steadily over the last couple of years. And they had it up to uh, last I heard, well, I just talked to Jen Cotter the other day and she verified that it's, it's up to for women, three XL or size 24. And for men, it's more like double XL is where they go to. So when the partnership with Lululemon and Peloton came together, people expected to see, you know, all the way up to size 20 on all the lines. And it was not most of the items stopped at size 12. There were a couple that came in at size 14, but nothing above that. And so the first drop that occurred, that was, that was a big deal. And then I think everybody just kind of thought, well, maybe the next one, you know, and then the next one dropped and it didn't have it either. So that led to me reaching out to Peloton and just saying like, Hey, can we get some insight as to what's causing this? I could guess all day, but like real facts would be super helpful. Sure. So Jen Cotter was nice enough to to sit down with me and an, an exclusive conversation. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and she she explained to me that, you know, what came first was the mirror and Peloton deal where Peloton like that was the majority of the conversation. That's the crux of the partnership. That's the the meat and potatoes of it all. And then through that, they were like, you know, let's start selling these clothes again together. Right. And and that was like, oh, yeah, we should do that. Everybody thought that was a great idea because members have asked for another Lululemon collection. So Peloton felt like that would be a great solution. However, Lululemon, how I don't know exactly how they allocate things, but it is clear that they only make a certain amount of clothing in certain sizes and those sizes were not available for Peloton to buy right away. And so since everybody wanted to get the collaboration going, they went ahead and did that, but they did not, they were not able to get the extended clothing sizes in the first couple. So the good news is that going forward, we're going to see more and more. So I, I hear tell that there is going to be another drop, like, real real soon and uh there will be size 18s there will be size 20s in there on on several different styles and we will get a full we will know that as soon as it drops but that's in the coming weeks like i don't mean like tomorrow i mean in the coming weeks and when that occurs we're going to see more of it's not going to be all the way across the board though and to see every single style that lululemon already makes we're going to have to wait till sometime next year for it to be every style so it's like a it's like a ramp up as they yes. get more and more pieces in they're, yes they're working them into the yes the drops exactly yeah uh and and there's still a lot of people that felt like well then they shouldn't have done the partnership and and i say this like i don't even know how you make that decision like everybody is on peloton to make more money and do right. more things and like this partnership with lululemon and peloton it, with peloton doing the actual content for mirror is going to whatever the deal, the terms of that partnership during the earnings call, they said it was going to make $10 million in this second quarter 
of the fiscal year. Well, how do you turn that down while we wait for some sizes to come in? Like, I don't, that, that would be foolish. That would be leaving a lot of money on the table and potentially Lululemon could have went somewhere else. So I don't think that would have been smart for a business decision. When your, your short-term or medium-term plan, once, once the products are physically available is to incorporate it. So it's, it was never intended to never do it. It was just, you know, the stuff isn't, doesn't exist yet and we're ordering it, but you can't just snap your fingers and, and, and have it and bewitch it into existence. Clothing takes a long time to order. So to get the kind of quantities that Peloton needed for, for the people that order, we're, they're going to have to wait a little bit on the extended sizes. And so you know, I just, I don't think, I mean, I'm just reading between the lines. No yeah. one said this, this part to me, but it seems to me that Lululemon ha- has not been making like tons and tons of those extended sizes right. because they, for whatever reason, they're not selling them in the same quantities. So I think that they did not have them readily available, right. but they will, which is cool. Yeah. So, um, that's good. That's, yeah. you know, now I need height inclusivity. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If only, if only like, yeah, I, there's so many things that, that people have, you know, uh, to that point, Tom, not only height, but like, think about what we talk to the runway of dreams folks about, For sure. you know, there's so many things that, that clothing designers need to be inclusive on, like people who can't tie their shoes, people who have, they don't have an arm to, to undo buttons like on their shirt or they're, they, maybe they don't have the dexterity in their fingers to do it. Like there's so many things. And, and I get it. I I truly, truly get it that people are upset that they don't have these things. But to your point, Tom, there's a lot of things that all manufacturers could do well to, to go ahead and increase everything. Yeah. And if you just can't get enough Peloton Lululemon stuff, we over on the clipbot.com have an article all about the Peloton Lululemon mirror rollout because that's been going on for about two weeks now. Yeah. It started over. Um, I think it officially dropped on the second or something like that. Right. But one of our, uh, helper bees, Kelly, she has a mirror. And so she was kind of like, Hey, I want to look into this a little bit more and see how things changed. And so she, she went into a lot of detail. Like she started this article with just kind of like what's different or what's changing. And then it kind of, snowballed from there (laughs) (laughs) as things do. Um, So this is a really in-depth article for people who want to read like what kind of changes have happened, what hasn't changed from a Peloton side. The big thing that happened whenever they rolled this out was that a lot of classes available on the Peloton platform are now available on the Lululemon mirror platform. That's like the big thing. Then I believe it's in the spring all content that is going to be used on the mirror will be provided by Peloton. So right now it's just like they have access to classes, but soon it's going to be like everything they do is all created by Peloton. It's going to be like a guide plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it will. And uh, and and then on the mirror side, the really big thing that seems to to be different is there seems to be some confusion about like some content that used to be there is no longer there. And there's a lot of upset people over in the mirror world. So if you are a mirror user, you can get the Peloton membership for free. And uh, it's just kind of part of things now. So that's pretty cool because you get both 
both worlds for one right. low membership. This so, is what we always hoped would happen with right. Tonal. <laughs> yeah. And so if you have an all access membership it's, and you have a mirror, it's just baked in now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm just like, I'm not yet because not all content. Well, I mean, it's not baked into the mirror itself. Like you still have two separate platforms. Okay. But like, you have, but you're allowed to log yes. in as a Peloton member. That is you're my granted understanding. Access to it. Yes. And, and I would think like, you know, the mirror prices have come down and down and down. So like if you are, if the content is basically free to you, since you already have a Peloton membership, all of a sudden maybe the mirror looks a little bit more attractive because you're getting Peloton content on. Yeah. I don't know. Cause you still have to pay a membership fee for one of the two. You know what I mean? I just mean, if you're already paying for Peloton membership, right? Oh, I see. And then I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. So like to me, it's a to me, it's like, OK, well, if you have it now, you get the benefit of Peloton. But no, I can't see going out and buying one. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, just, get it. Yeah. I don't I don't see why anybody would. Yeah. So, yeah, but maybe uh, we've been talking uh, for months now about Peloton Entertainment being in beta and it is now in alpha or <laughs> gamma, whichever direction that goes. I, I don't know, but it's here. And yes, I do know the Greek alphabet. <laughs> Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, um, so they officially, they kind of kicked this off with the NBA league pass, like it went out for reels. And so just, you know, to recap, you can get access to things like Netflix and Disney plus, and now NBA league pass, and you still have to have memberships right. with those. Like you don't just get to do it for yeah. free. But one of the things that people kept like getting annoyed at during beta and it was beta so it's understandable right. is that when you log out you would go back in and you'd have to like put your credentials in again oh it wouldn't remember you no but i think somebody brought up and i have no idea if this is accurate or not but somebody brought up that they thought that that had to do with like tokens that how can i say this like like you could only have like it has to like have a way to cut it off otherwise people could have like they could kind of use those devices all the time unfairly gotcha so that's why they weren't they were they weren't doing that but i have also heard can you tell i haven't used this at all right um that uh that that people said that it was not it was working correctly now that it's been officially rolled out yeah maybe that was what part of what made a beta right is that yeah. you know like it, they didn't give them full access to to utilize it like that to, to prevent them from being able to put something in beta and leave it in beta for extended periods of time yeah saying like we're still working on it i i, I seriously though it that that did keep me from using it like the other day i was going to do a test like my my vo2 master test and mm -hmm. i was like my monthly check-in and i went to hop on the tread and i was like oh you know this would be a great time to do entertainment because i can just have my metrics but i i don't have any like time class right, right. I couldn't, I was like, it was like log in. I was like, I don't freaking know. I can't remember anything. Y'all, this, this brain thing is real annoying. Like I have nothing left in there when it comes to memory. And so I was just like, I, I don't know. So I gave up and I just went to a class. I would absolutely not use it if I had to log in. Yeah. It, and I'm not saying it will stay like that yeah. because maybe if I had logged in, it would have stayed logged in, but I was just yeah. like, I just wanted to get it done and move on. Yeah, so like, I gave up for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I kind of am a little frustrated with naysayers of this. Like I get there's people that'll never use this and right. I totally understand why and they it, won't. And it doesn't affect your life one bit. Yeah. But they keep saying all these things about like a Peloton has lost their way. It's no longer fully yada, yada, yada. I mean, I don't know that that's actually true. I think that by the end of, of Foley's era, he had, 
he probably had capitulated quite a bit on that because he wanted to have a whole bunch of members and like, yeah, I get that a lot of you kind of are where I used to be with, with Barry, where you don't agree with things that he's doing. But like, I think that if you want to get a bunch of members, you got to meet them where they are, not where you think they should. Yeah. It's it, 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 it can come off as a little judgmental if you're like, well, that's not how you work out. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. and, And I think there are a lot of people who love Peloton classes and sometimes they just want to get on their bike and pedal or they just want to get on their tread and run it. Well, and like the other day, like I didn't want to like, quote unquote, waste a class because like I love taking my running classes. But in this particular instance, since I was doing a graded test, like I needed to move, I needed to change the incline at certain moments. And like I didn't want to be distracted by a Peloton instructor telling me to go faster or do different things right. because I want to do what the instructor's telling me to do. So at this point, I just wanted to be in my own zone. Right. So, so like, why, why are we telling people that that's wrong? I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. Agreed. You know what we haven't gotten to do in a long time on the show (sighs) is talk about politics. And so thanks to the UFC, we get to do that. (laughs) So I guess the president of the UFC was, uh, taking a dump on Peloton this week because he said that they pulled their podcast ads over an interview he did with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And that he was not happy about that. And so he ordered all the Peloton equipment out of the UFC gyms. Harumph. Yeah, I saw some some kind of crabby stuff happening over on Twitter as a response to this, which I was really surprised at. Like, Really? On Twitter? That surprises you? No, 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 not because it was Twitter. (laughs) I just, I just don't know why anyone cares about any of this. Like I, so we are going to have so much hatred coming up in the next election. Do we have to start already? Well, so (laughs) I, I use Twitter sometimes to try and look for guests. And so I'll do a search on Peloton and just scroll through people talking about Peloton and like, it's become practically worthless because it right now it's it like it's turned into the only people left over there are super conservatives complaining about peloton or about how peloton's woke and I, like that's almost everything that comes up and so it's become i've really fallen out of the habit of doing it because it's just become completely worthless so it, like it it doesn't surprise me at all but I, I, I feel bad when somebody actually interacts with my Twitter, anything, right. because I don't look at it because of what you just said. Like, it's yeah. so ugly. Like, it's just so like Twitter in general is just so ugly. I don't even mean about politics or not. It's just people are so hateful over yeah, there all get... the time. Yeah. And also, this appears to have happened. He said, I thought he said in the interview that this happened during the IPO, that they were like, we're getting ready to launch an IPO and they just didn't want to be attached to any any controversy and then why are we talking about this three years later i know like it just seemed like an an attention grab but and like and my guess is what was driving it was because this would be pre-covid if it's the ipo which would mean it's the old regime too yeah and it and also i think it was attached to the fact that robert f kennedy is definitely an anti-vaxxer and they didn't want any part of it. And so, and I mean, look, we are pro vaccine. We, we are on the record as being, we did the medical study. Part two of the David Kipper interview today is going to talk about vaccines and their importance. So like, if that's a problem to you, bye. Yeah. Uh, That's just science. I don't understand. There's nothing to debate there. Right. It's, you know, but anyway, so yeah. So 
this is ultimately kind of an old story. So. That's really weird that this is just coming up. I I I think that it's because he mentioned it. I on, know, yeah. I know, but I really think that that's going to be like that's just going to be the whole next term. I I just I oh uh, yeah I for just, sure for sure. <sighs> so anyway, there's there's that. Yeah, moving right along. Yeah. Uh, Canada has oh, a new Canada. Uh, See what I did there their home and native land because it's not our home and native no. land so i don't want to say it that way right. it seems offensive it does even though canadians would be like oh it's okay <laughs> they would because they're so nice they are so yeah. nice yeah, thanks for just embracing our home and native land <laughs> that's what they would say um don't be sorry don't be sorry <laughs> uh so uh they have a new peloton general manager they do. Yeah. So Mike Williams, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Mike Williams. Uh, he has a bunch of industry experience and he is going to be helping Canada like grow and get in the places where they need to be in front of people to help grow Canada, which is nice because we don't hear a lot about Canada. Canada just kind of Peloton Canada. I mean, right. just kind of like does their thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the members up there feel like they get ignored and they get forgotten. So Mike, come on, yeah, help them out. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's hope that happens. That'd be great. Also just a couple quick hits in this segment. We, there is a new, uh, brands we love Section. thing. Yes. It's so, so Peloton is now putting on their website, like partner brands. Okay. So they've never done that before. Gotcha. Okay. And so now they have like this link to hyper ice and, and like you can buy hyper ice. That's like on Peloton's website gotcha. and this Malin and gets, which we talked about before, which is in all of their showers and things like that. It smells amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. Now you can get that on the website. The interesting thing is that hyper ice mm -hmm. was more expensive on the Peloton website than other places and they were sold out. <laughs> Go figure. I, I will never understand Peloton buying trends from their their customers. Yeah, I do not get it. Makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. And speaking of. Yes. Okay. Well, Peloton did this, this other holiday capsule with Varley. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful coats. I'm pretty sure this is the one that Jenny from. Oh, uh, uh, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Remember how I was like, oh, I really like that yes. coat. And then I looked look, it up and I was like, oh, oh, oh. like hard pass. Yeah. It's this. Yeah. I'm 99% sure. We don't have enough Patreon members for that. Coat. No, no. <laughs> um, but this code, it's beautiful. $500. Ooh. And if you buy it in Canada, $660. By the well, way, it's colder in Canada. So it has to work harder. But the crazy thing is sold out. Wow. In a day. Well, you know, can't argue with success unless you they cannot. only had like two of them. No, I don't think so. What size did it go to? I mm -hmm. didn't look. Mm -hmm. Tell me that. <laughs> What's the height restriction? Yes. <laughs> and coming up after this, we are going to talk about instructors in the news. We're going to tell you which one is embarking on a career as a voice actor. So stick around. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it <laughs> it's like 
eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away $100 or more on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Instructors in the news. Rebecca Kennedy announced this week that she is going to be a voice actor. Voiceover actor. Yes, voiceover actor. Yes. Uh, Apparently she's been working on this for like over a year and she just decided to like go for it put it out there awesome well, i think that's really cool yeah i gotta say i i know i've said this before but i'm just gonna say it again i'm so jealous of these peloton they have so many things open to them yeah. that like the average person doesn't just because of their job and it's not just peloton instructors yeah it's every person it happens in a lot of different industries totally for sure. yeah but because we read this stuff all day I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also very happy for her. She's super sweet and I think she'd be amazing at it. So I think that's really cool and fun. Adrian Williams uh, this week was on television. WHDH channel seven in Boston somewhere. It's in Boston. It's in Boston. As I said, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to promote brain aneurysm awareness. Yeah. He has the, the brain aneurysm awareness foundation. He has actually partnered with them and mm-hmm. he is raising money for them. And so he was on the news kind of, you know, talking about why it's important and all the things you can do. And th- this, I love Adrian and I love everything happening here, but I will tell you that the name of their uh, little campaign really cracked me up. Stop the pop. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's dark. Yeah, I know. What you're do. I was like, that sounds like that sounds like something I'd come up with. <laughs> I know. I was like, they went with that. Yeah, that's that was what they landed on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just surprised. But uh, yeah, they're talking in this in this news, as you can see, they're talking about being able to recognize the the symptoms of an aneurysm and Apparently one of them is a pop. But I have a feeling at that point it might be too late. You know, I worked with a guy 
uh, I remember his name was Jim and I worked with him for years. And one day his wife had an aneurysm and she, her symptoms were a splitting headache. Mm -hmm. Like you've never experienced like the worst headache in your life. And that, uh, it kept like, it wouldn't stop after a few minutes. And it came on so suddenly that he was just like, you need to go to the doctor. And, uh, he took her straight to the hospital and like, she lived, but it was dicey. Yeah. I mean that most people don't mm-hmm. like, that's why something like this is so important. I yes, know it's yes. near and dear to his heart. Cause he lost his grandmother to that. Yes. Right? In 2018. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's amazing that he's doing this and he's speaking out about it. And I, and people, so the counterpoint to me saying like, Oh, I'm so jealous of Rebecca Kennedy starting off in this new career. But the the counterpoint to that is like all of these instructors do things like this, which is amazing. And Adrian's out there using that that platform that he has to to raise awareness. And that's really cool. Absolutely. So. Matt Wilpers was featured on SwaggerMagazine.com, which is owned and operated by Robin Arzon. <laughs> Trademark that word, right? No one else can use it. No, but honestly, Tom, when I saw this, I really thought that it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, did she start a magazine? Yes. Makes <laughs> I sense. mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility. It is not. It is not. <laughs> no, this website is not affiliated with Robin Arzon, <laughs> but uh, to the best of our knowledge. Yeah. So. But uh, Matt Wilpers was featured on there uh, talking about Peloton Row and its launch in Canada. So we were talking earlier about how Canadian members feel like they don't get attention. Well, here's Matt Wilpers for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Matt Wilpers. It's yeah. not Canada. No, that's a great feature. And it was great that he talked about like why rowing is so helpful to your body and like all the benefits you can get from rowing. So that is cool. And, you know, everyone is pretty like, we think we're going to see this in the UK soon. So gotcha. Canada, enjoy your moment because yes. it's, Time's about up. Maybe for Canada, they'd come out with like Peloton sled. <laughs> Maybe. Clip out. Joining us today via the magic of the Zoom tube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello, Angelo. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Well, we are appreciative you're here. You know, it is it is the time of year for a lot of parties and things like that. So one of the questions that I saw come in is from Peggy Pearson, and she talks about how to avoid the sugar craze, cookies, cakes and pies that come in at holiday time. She loves sweets and definitely falls off the wagon in December. Do you have any thoughts about that? <laughs> I, I do, Peggy. So this is probably one of the most common questions we get, especially, you know, the end of the year when there's a lot of social events and a lot of junk food around. Um, so I have a story and I have basically a strategy. So let's start with an acknowledgement. The goodies, the cookies, the cake, the candy taste good. And so you are always going to crave them because they taste good. The determining factor in our success at at establishing, you know, the willpower to to stay on our course and indulge just when we want to, not when we don't want to. There's a difference there Um, really comes down to how solid the rest of your nutritional routine is, because when you have food that you naturally crave and it tastes good, here is usually usually the deciding factor. If you're confronted with it while you're hungry, that's going to be a losing equation or while you have low blood sugar. 
Now, if you have gone out of your way, just like we do with any of our clients, the first thing we do is we establish a scheduled routine for eating. We're going to have a scheduled breakfast. We're going to have scheduled lunch and snacks. There's, of course, can be variety within that, but at least some sort of cadence of regular fueling. That's to eliminate the cravings associated with uneven blood sugar. So Peggy, if you can get into a good routine of having a balanced, complete meal, breakfast, lunch, couple simple snacks, you're going to find that when those, those sugary treats are around, you'll have much better odds of being able to resist the temptation if you're not going into it hungry. Now, here's the story I'd like to tell. I had a client who around this time of year got into uh no it wasn't it wasn't this time of year it was it was a different time of year where they put out the kind of like the pepto bismol flavored hearts <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like the grossest candy <laughs> known to man and so she said to me she said ah oh, angelo they had the candy dish and they had those hearts out and i just oh, i got into them and i blew it this week i was eating them all week and i'm like now listen to me if you're going to indulge in something, I support that. But indulge in something you like. Don't indulge in the it's Tuesday, the candy dish is out, it's not that special. Let it be something special. If you have an occasion, if you have a social event, you have family over and you want to have a special dessert or treat, enjoy yourself. One meal is never the problem. It's the little, small indiscretions in between that add up to a big problem. So I would encourage you, don't think of it in terms of I can never indulge. Think of it in terms of Monday through Friday, I have my routine. During the work week, I have my routine. Don't allow yourself to fall into the trap of sugar snacking on things that aren't really that exciting in the first place. And of course, that's going to dovetail back into your food prep and routine and having solid foods because it is amazing how less appealing those middle of the road sweets are when you're not hungry because you filled up on quality foods first. So Peggy, those are the, the big picture recommendations that I have for each of our clients at MetPro, of course, we dive into more than nitty gritty. Some people we come up with low sugar snacks, things that can appease the sweet tooth. There's a lot of fruit things and tricks that you can do. Some people we try and keep away from anything sweet because we don't want to trigger those cravings. Sometimes we play around with the timing of protein and even the timing or frequency of meals. But the grandfather strategy that I would recommend is eat first, eat healthy, and then you're going to have willpower when the candy dish is out. You can still indulge, but pick and choose when you do so. So here's what I think people should do. Uh oh, oh no! Because I know about out of time, Crystal. I know that's what people really want to. Know. You gave me a great idea. Oh dear. So, so you were talking about like gross candy. So they have candy that's gross. That's like. <laughs> prank candy like like jelly beans that <laughs> the, that you know the booger flavored jelly beans. right, right, right. Uh -huh, so what yeah. you do is you get yourself like say you say you like the jelly beans you get yourself a big bowl of jelly beans and then you get 10 or 15 of the ones that taste like rat puke oh right 
and you sprinkle them in there and you stir it up real good. And then you're only going to go to that bowl when you really want a jelly bean because there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance you're going to get one that tastes like rat puke. So, like, you're not just going to sit there and graze all day because it's like Russian roulette. <laughs> so you're only going to do it when you really, really want a jelly bean. So uh, deep thoughts with Tom. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. You were welcome. <laughs> so. If some for some reason people don't think my advice is good, they would like your advice tailored to their own specific situation. Where can they find you and your acolytes? They can visit with us at metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And coming up after this, we are going to talk about the latest artist series and give you the TCO top five. So stick around. Peloton Artist Collaboration. So the latest artist series features none other than Blink 182. Yes. <laughs> I am so stoked about this one. So before you take get on the bike, you take off your pants and jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this one. So there's going to be a bunch of different classes, all different kinds of classes. And again, we get a lane break ride and a lane break run. By the way, there is going to be a 10 minute shadow boxing class. Mm -hmm. Travis Barker is going to be there playing drums live during the class. How about that? First time ever that we have had a drummer play live during a class. Okay. Yeah. I bet this would be a really good lane break. Heck yeah. yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> and also uh, we've got the Disney collection coming out. So there's been a lot of Disney classes that have occurred over the last couple of years. Right. And now there is a, an official collection for them. 70 classes. Wow. Yeah. You've got everything in this, including family fun fit classes. So this is be a good one. You know, Especially you got the family over for the holiday and you need to do something with the little kids who have like way too much energy. Mm -hmm. This could be fun to put on for them. For sure. Yeah. Also this graphic. It's adorable. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got Disney stuff. On. Exactly. New content. It is time for the TCO top five every week. We crowdsource from you, our loyal listeners, to figure out which classes you like the best. And, uh, and then we spit them back at you for the people that are flummoxed about what to take next. Crystal I, will now unflummox you. I will tell you what, Tom, people have been getting really excited about this. In fact, uh, this week I saw somebody say, oh, I've been waiting for this post. Like that made me so <laughs> oh, happy. Okay. So first up, we've got our favorite Peloton body weight, body strength. This comes from Andy Spear, 103120. We're taking it back to 2020, 10 minutes. So Alexandra says that I may have already shouted out Andy's 10 minute body weight class from 103120. I've taken it so many times and just put it on again because I have some long-term goals for aging, like balance, which is what this class focuses on. I love it. 
I love that you put that is in, in there. Thank yeah. you. Uh, then we have the favorite Peloton run. This is the 30 minute East London scenic run with Jermaine Johnson. Uh, Cindy Stewart says that this is her favorite class this week. Uh, she doesn't do these often scenic classes, but she's been to London twice this year and she's going back at the end of the month. Maybe we'll see you, Cindy. How about that? Loved the tour of East London and hearing JJ's long history of living in the area. Oh, I like it. Next, we have favorite Peloton total body strength. Teresa Ross says my favorite workout was RK's 45 minute full body strength workout from 72123. It was a descending pyramid of reps of various exercises, starting at a hundred reps total in the warm up, 10 different movements, finishing with 10 reps, reps and a bonus burner. I bookmarked it to take monthly. So much fun. Whoo, Teresa. I think you just like punishment. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because the article goes on to say that that uh, they reached out to Teresa to ask, should this be unstackable? Oh, and she said no. Yeah, she said she she said she did it after a 45 minute run and then finished it up with 10 minutes of core and a 10 minute stretch. It was a long workout day. It was really empowering. Holy cow. Teresa is a badass. Yeah. So either it's not <laughs> unstackable or she's just like humble bragging. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's like going to the pharmacy and being like, is Magnum the biggest? Or, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll make do. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't cut off circulation. Boys, it always <laughs> goes back to that. Uh, then we have the favorite Peloton upper body strength. It was all about the strength this week. This one came from uh, Logan, August 8th, 23. Pat Darling, who is a darling, said I. She was on our book club she was she night. was and it was her idea to pull two books instead of just oh, one for the busy holiday season she's very helpful she is i think she's secretly a pu book publisher maybe she is she's trying to sell more books she's smart we're on to you pat darling actually we talked to her in um la when we went to the meetup there uh -huh. san jose uh and she was telling us what she did and it's super complex and it had nothing to do with books oh so sorry i listened pat <laughs> Don't worry. No one uh, expects me to remember anything. <laughs> it's nice. That is, nice. It is. Yeah. yeah. You, no expectations. Really. It's great. Well, anyway, Pat said that she loved Logan's 20 minute upper body strength class from Tuesday, eight, eight. Uh, she was in no mood to do strength. She's so glad she chose this class because the playlist totally got her into it between Logan's energy and the rock and hip hop playlist. She got energized. Smart. I love it. Oh, our unstackable. Yes. All right. This one. This is a good one. This one is from Tabitha Perrault, uh, Tabby's Pickles, if you're wondering. I love that leaderboard <laughs> name. Okay. So she says you have to do Benny Adami's Tabati, Tabata class from uh, May. I think he should call them Tabatis. Tabatis. I think Benny he should. Adami's Tabatis. He should. He should. <laughs> we should reach out. He'd probably yes. respond. Uh, Tabitha says, do you love Tabatas? Me neither. But this class was so much fun. I'd been sleeping on Benny Adami sleeping on careful Tom. Just to be clear. Uh, uh, it was Benny's birthday and you're celebrating with him by doing 50. Yes. I said 50 Tabatas. You will sing three words max of every song in this diva filled playlist because you won't have enough breath for the entire line. In the words of Benny, you will survive this. It will just be super painful. Do you think the Disney collection has Hakuna Tabatas? Well, if they don't, they should. They should. They absolutely should. Trademark the clip out. Yep. <laughs> we own it now. We own it now. Get any ideas? Wonderful. So the turkey burn is almost upon us, and uh, helper B 
Jen did yes. uh, kind of a retrospective, a walk down memory lane, if you will, and you will, uh, at Turkey Burns of the past. Yeah. So she covered the charities. She covered when they started. She covered that Robin has done one every year. Yeah. Uh, she hit the highlights of the pandemic. There's a lot of really great history in here. So for those of you, especially those of you who are new to right. the, the community, this is this is exactly the kind of thing that you're going to want to read because you're going to want to know how special. Why is it so special? The turkey burn. Absolutely. Um, and so then we come to this year. If you scroll down, there is a whole list of all of the classes that are going to be out this year. Tons of live classes. Uh, there's going to and and on the the Thursday, Tom. This is going to be the first Thursday since I've owned a Peloton. On Thanksgiving, we're home. Really? Yes. How about that? Yes. I remember I, sleeping during one of the. Yes, burns. you did. I I have participated, but always like on an iPad. Right. I've never been able to participate at home on my own equipment ever. How exciting. Okay. For me, it is. Yes. Um, but anyway, it all starts off 8 a.m. Eastern. There's going to be a 20 minute row with Matt Wilpers, Alex Toussaint hops on and does a uh, run at 9 a.m. Robin picks up and does a signature 45 minute ride at 10 a.m. Eastern. Dennis wraps up the morning with a 30 minute yoga flow at 11 a.m. So basically I will just be doing this all day. <laughs> and I also just saw an article the other day in the Washington Post that says, if you exercise, it actually reduces hunger. So if you're worried about overeating on Thanksgiving, this can actually help you organically just not be as hungry so you don't feel like you're making as much of a sacrifice if you're concerned about that sort of stuff. I think that's a great point. And I also just want to point out that even though I, I talked about the live classes, there's also meditations that are going to be there uh, dropping that day or the day before. And then there's also uh, stretch classes the morning of November 3rd. And then there, it looks like those are going to be live stretches, which that's new y'all. Yeah. And then there's also going to be a two for one outdoor Turkey trot with Maddie Majacomo and Olivia M Amato. This is the two for one you've been waiting for. Those two are freaking hilarious. <laughs> and then a 30 minute family fit class with Jess Sims and a special guest. Hmm. It's a turkey. I thought it might just be the drummer guy from Blink-182. Oh, maybe it's Santa. It'll be like the Macy's Parade. Maybe. They end the turkey burn with an appearance from Santa, and that's how you know you've kicked off the holiday seasons. I would be down for that. Yeah. Kelly Gullickson has debuted the Soundtrack Strength Club. Yeah. So long story short, each class is all around one movie soundtrack. The very first one was The Princess Diaries, and she's going to change it up every single week. I love this Ooh, idea. She needs to do the soundtrack to the monkey's film head. Sure. <laughs> I am I bet that's on her list. I have no doubt. Yeah. I, can't I can only imagine the wonderful workout you, know, you can get to the porpoise song. I think, I think her first season is only six episodes, so okay. it may not have made it into the first season. But it's probably the season premiere for season two. Absolutely. Is my guess. Let's hope you forget Spider-Man. <laughs> if they did that, people would be like, come on, you've got to use it, do a Peloton workout. Now. <laughs> they would. <laughs> if they did a whole class to the soundtrack of Head, I would cave. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm I'm emailing Peloton it's right now. Never gonna That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm saying it. So uh, and finally for this segment, Emma and Matt 
got a collab going. Wonder, Wonder Twin Powers activate. Well, and it's interesting. They've never done this before. Uh, Peloton has never done this. They curated, they cross-programmed each other's classes. Ah. So Matt made up the the list of like, here's all the changes you should make in your class. And and the playlist was by, the plan was by Matt. And then he's doing a power zone ride and she's curating the playlist. Gotcha. So it's how mean are they going to be to each other? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. You know, people pick on Matt for his, uh, music choices. So I think people are just like, Emma, you do one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. I hope she picks really bad music. That would be hilarious. If it's just, I just hope the whole class is just Matthew Wilder's break my stride over and over and over again. That's, that's what I hope. Oh, that fine. would be good. Peloton birthdays. We only got one birthday this week. It's from Bradley Rose, who celebrates his birthday on November 22nd. Happy birthday, Bradley Rose. Happy birthday. Coming up after this, we're going to give you part two of our interview with David Kipper. Uh, we're going to continue our brain talk and also talk about vaccines and whatnot, because we know people love whatnot. So stick around. Checking in with the Peloton community. I'm also curious when you talk about like making really specific plans for people, how to fit in the exercise based on your examples of using Peloton that makes sense to me and how you would motivate people when it comes to eating better. I'm really curious how you put together plans for people, because, again, I think of somebody like myself where it's like I want the chocolate. If it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. How do you motivate people to eat better when they are those people that will just jump on it? So again, you look at what drives people to eating and drives people to all these behaviors. So you have a serotonin, you have a shield that's serotonin deficient. They tend to eat to soothe bad feelings. They soothe their anxiety by eating. The dopamine person eats to stimulate. They eat in order to get alert, to get awake, to get some kind of sugar intake. And so if you're eating to soothe bad feelings, then you can soothe bad feelings in a different way, perhaps getting on a Peloton and creating endorphins that are going to ally that anxiety in a different way. So this is how you do this. We talked about durability. For durability, you have to create long-term programs. It isn't just giving them three things to do. You build it up so that you can keep them interested, especially on the dopamine side. They're going to get bored. So you have to build the reward system gradually over time. So at the beginning, they get little rewards, and then they, they get bigger and bigger. For the eating behavior for a dopamine person, they're going to eat to stimulate. And where this becomes problematic is that so they can gain weight just as the shield can gain weight. But for these people, you have to replace that behavior to stimulate them. Why don't you, instead of going for a pizza, why don't you go get on the Peloton and stimulate yourself in that way? Get into one of those programs where you're around a bunch of people and you're mixing it up so that, again, you don't get bored. So they go to your house and they can go on three different machines. And so they have that variety. So that's really how that works. And you take those predictable behaviors and you build in some alternatives for them. And if it's 
a sword, you build in some rewards. If it's a serotonin or a shield person, you reduce their anxiety and fear, or you capitalize on that. Obviously, if you keep eating and your hemoglobin A1C diabetes test is elevated, you're going down, buddy. So (laughs) again, you parlay into those behaviors and you create those plans around that. New slogan, you're going to die if you don't buy a Peloton. That's (laughs) right. We'll have to run that by marketing. See what they think, Tom. (laughs) We were both fairly evenly split on these. Is there any takeaway that somebody that's evenly split can do? Is it wrong that I'm disappointed? I know. Were you hoping? I was hoping that I'd have be really lopsided and there'd be a solution for me. (laughs) It actually indicates that your relationship is probably pretty solid and that you complement each other. If you're even on the dopamine serotonin behaviors, then you look at the specific behavior. If you have a specific sword behavior, let's say it's impulse control, then you work on that. And you work on that by mitigating that to, instead of ratcheting up from one to 10 in two seconds, your behaviors become, well, now you've got to count to six or you have to deep breathe, or you have the minute you feel that impulse, you have to do something to slow yourself down. Yeah, honey. (laughs) But if you're on the other side and you are holding things in until you explode. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, honey. (laughs) These are both. (laughs) Boy, I'm creating some. (laughs) Suddenly he's like, I'm not so sure about the stability anymore. I would like to redact that statement. I think you should throw those test scores away. I'm going to rewrite this book. But on the other side, you give specific behaviors that someone on that with that imbalance and that behavior will respond to. That's how that works. You're more complicated in the sense that you're not just predictably a sword or predictably a shield. You have these mixed behavioral reactions. So. Yeah, we could even see that within the questions themselves. There were some of them where it was they would in, you'd ask a question and I'd be like, well, in some situations I would be this would be true, but in other situations it would not be true at all. And so like some of those. So I was, that's a serotonin answer because you <laughs> give the question to someone that's got a serotonin imbalance and they're going to think that through like that. Well, now, wait a minute. This is sometimes, but not this. You give that to a dopamine imbalance person. Whoosh. They're going to answer that right away and because they want to get on to the next question. There are already five questions Ooh. down the road. So they answer that from their gut. The serotonin person is stuck in their head. I was laughing at myself because I was trying to color in the brain and I didn't read the directions thoroughly. And I was like, (laughs) I think I just proved the point. (laughs) (laughs) I jumped right to the coloring. Whoopsie. (laughs) She had her crayons all out. She's ready to go. So I was curious, speaking of the coloring, there's numbers that you color in if you answer certain questions certain ways. Is there any correlation between where the numbers land on the brain or is that just for 
No, but if you look at the images, one brain has 15 little circles with numbers on it. Right. The other brain has the same. So there are 15 serotonin questions and 15 dopamine questions. And so the idea was, if you were taking your time and read the instructions, you would look at the images and whichever image had more colored spots, that's where you tend to, to lay. So no, Tom, in answer to your question, the pattern was not created for any special reason gotcha. other than a visual gestalt. Gotcha. I was just curious. And for the record, I did know I was supposed to count them. I just didn't understand <laughs> where the trues and the falses were supposed to go. <laughs> well, and also because she's paper saver. She did yeah. it two-sided. I, and so then we were trying to like, wait, I answered this. I did this. I, I got a color. We were flipping them back and forth. That didn't help. That didn't help. That didn't help. <laughs> I'd well, do I it differently a, next time. Sorry. I have a question for the two of you. Yeah. Is there a profile for the person that buys a Peloton? There must be some marketing data that says this is the kind of person that is likely to buy an exercise machine. That's very interesting. Now, of course, again, we're not affiliated with Peloton, but I do follow their financials and their marketing team very closely. And I listen to all their earnings calls and things like that. And fascinatingly enough, it has evolved over time. So whenever when Peloton first arrived on the scene back in 2013, 2014, the average person to buy was over the age of 40 and had a very high income. They were at least 100,000 above that. And they tended to be a person who loved technology, loved new things. They were really excited about new stuff. Early adopters. Early adopters. Yes. Which would again, just to piggyback off that real quick, would show up in our downloads because almost all of our downloads were on Apple Podcasts because those were the first people to run out and adopt a smartphone. Yep technology. And so, I mean, it was like 95% of our downloads were Apple podcasts. And over the years that has leveled out as Peloton has gotten more mainstream. Yes. And so Peloton has been making a really, really big effort to, as they say, democratize fitness. And so more people, they want to have Peloton in the hands of more people. So now their focus has kind of evolved where now it's more of a subscription model and they're really pushing the subscription to the app, no matter what kind of machine you have. And that is very different place than they started from. And because of that, it has now started to get younger and younger, the people who are into Peloton. And it has also started to be a more diverse income and more ethnically diverse. it is also more ethnically diverse as well it used to be a lot of middle-aged white people middle-aged white people is that's where they started and now they have definitely evolved and that's something they are purposely striving toward they want to be more diverse interesting there's an economic barrier to getting into the peloton sure. to start with right mm -hmm. so have those prices come down and over the, so, the last Here's an interesting anecdote from the early days of Peloton. They originally discovered that when they upped the price of the bike, they sold more of them. Yes. Because originally the product was more aspirational. And so when they had the price point too low, uh -huh. people uh -huh. were skeptical of it and weren't sure if it was worth it. When they raised the price, they actually ended up selling more of them. Now, once the brand was established, that that wasn't as much of a psychological deciding factor. And so they, the prices of the equipment have come down, except for Tread Plus. 
So like they brought that price down and now they really push the app. And so there's a lot of different entry points from a financial standpoint. And you can rent the bike, you can lease yeah. the bike, and they're going to add other equipment to that eventually, too, they, that you can rent and, and lease. And they have refurbished bikes. There's lots of bikes in the secondary. So, like, there's a lot of different ways to acquire equipment now that there weren't originally. But from more a psychological profile standpoint, I've always found this interesting. We also have another podcast all about Tonal, which is kind of like Peloton, but for strength training. And, like, we have never had a problem getting guests for the clip out Ever. like even when we were brand new and we hadn't even recorded an episode we would ask people and they'd be like sure sounds yeah. fun yeah i'm in and for tonal it is like pulling teeth to get people to agree to be on the show there's even though we put out 50 60 episodes it's like, and we've got this other show that's just like it but about peloton that they can look at they're just like i don't mm, uh, i don't know i'll mm. think about it yeah Whereas, <laughs> and, and i mean and it's like a different personality yeah. which goes to strength training you're not getting those endorphins <laughs> i swear it has something to do with that it's fascinating so to your point about people who really focus on the strength training and they're not as into the cardio I also don't think they like to talk in front of people. They're not into that. Whereas Peloton people might be a little flashier. Yeah. Did you see any big changes in the pandemic? What I saw, this is the reason I'm asking, is that people were exercising far less. And so to get people to exercise, and I was very busy during the pandemic. In I fact, well, yeah. <laughs> years of my life, we had no information. And there was misinformation and everybody was scared and everyone was afraid of everyone else. It was a terrible time. But I found that people, in order to sort of ally that angst, they weren't exercising. They weren't doing things that could have actually mitigated that. Did you find anything during the pandemic as far as how many people went for these machines and how active that was? Like a billion yeah, I think and, and, our data set is skewed. Yeah, it is very skewed because we see so much Peloton activity. But like because Peloton could be delivered to your home and you could ride at home and still get a good workout. So like Peloton was on the rise before the pandemic. Like it was popular. People loved it, but it was still very much like kind of niche. It was niche. And as Tom, he always compares it to concerts because he he books concerts for a living and he always books it. He always compares it to like. They were still like at a club play, right? Well, they were, I would say, a theater play. They were, okay. They had moved to a theater. Yeah. But like when the pandemic hit, overnight, they were in a stadium. Yeah. Like they went, overnight. They went from arenas to stadiums, like almost like instantly. That. It was just crazy. Everybody had a Peloton. It was insane. Wow. Good. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't keep them in stock. They no, were, it was, they, it was months to get one. Like, so that's why I was like, I think our viewpoint is slightly skewed because we were, immersed in the world of peloton where people were clamoring for them and i mean you could sell a peloton on the secondary market at that point for more than you paid for it people were so desperate to get one i actually sold mine to a nurse she couldn't go work out she was a nurse and she couldn't go to any gyms because she had to be really careful i had bought a bike plus in the middle of the pandemic so i sold my bike and I didn't sell it for much more than I bought it for. But I mean, at that point, it was like a four to five year old bike and she bought for what I paid for it. I mean, I lost zero money on that deal and she was happy to pay it and happy yeah. to come get it. It was a crazy time. I hope we never repeat that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I can't even imagine what you went through. I can't even imagine. It was terrifying. 
It was terrifying for the doctors because we were as deficient in information as everyone. And how um, weird must that have felt when you're so used to being the person who has all the answers? Right. I'll tell you where it really got weird was when I got it <laughs> and I got COVID. Oh. And knowing what I didn't know was really weird because if I were to get something, I pretty much have a sense of where that was going and right. how to deal with it. But getting something where people were dying and people were in hospitals and on respirators, that brought out the four-year-old in me. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So I guess you got it fairly early in? I got it pretty early in. I didn't go as far as drinking bleach, but <laughs> I certainly didn't have a problem with trying any of these other things that were being thrown out there. Yeah. Early on, we, Nobody didn't, ha knew. we didn't have answers, right? Like, and. I'm much more blasé about it now than I was in 2020, but uh, we took it very serious, which living in Missouri, we were the two. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but now I'm like, OK, but now we've got vaccines and they have treatments and there are things out there to help you that weren't there at the beginning. Right. So I don't want to say flippant, but I'm much more, I don't know, I'm not as concerned as I was at the beginning because I know that. We've gotten our vaccines and we've gotten our boosters and there are things out there for us if they were to occur. And we're also fortunate that we don't have any comorbidities or mitigating factors. So we don't have to worry about that aspect of it either. So and now when these variants come out, by the way, two new variants are now coming your way and mm. the vaccine that's coming out for covid in a month, get the vaccine because it's specific for these variants okay it doesn't fall away back to the first ones that were out but yeah i think if you're vaccinated not to put in a plug for vaccines you do much better and you have a far less likelihood of getting long covid and you know here we are a few years later we're just starting to figure out some of these things yeah. well we've had so there's four people in the house well three my son left for college last week but there were four at the time. Yes. And two of us have gotten COVID, but the other two have not. So yeah. we've managed to not have everyone in the house thus far get infected, which is surprising. But we are definitely big believers in vaccines. We were actually some of the first people in the country to get vaccinated. We participated in the Moderna medical trial. Yes. So I probably got my vaccine before you did. Yeah, that, that, yeah, because he got it in August of 2020. August 3rd of 2020 is when I got my vaccine. So yeah, it's a crazy time. I didn't know I got it until December, but because uh, <laughs> it was a double when blind they took study. the blinders off, yeah. and we could find out. <laughs> well, it's changing. It's not nearly as lethal as these variants develop. They're better able to get into the cells, but they are less dangerous. The contagious part of it is goes up, but the danger of it goes down. But, Isn't that true of how those things normally work? Typically, yes. is like the more contagious, the less dangerous the virus. Yes. And now add to the coming season is the RSV virus that you're hearing about. And there's a vaccine for that, which you should consider getting. And you can get all these lovely vaccines at the same time. Your arm's going to hurt for a couple of days, but you're going to be protected. So I'll yeah, no, it's it. interesting. And the whole vaccine question became a mess 
because it, the country was divided yeah. as it was on many things and remains that way. I was going to say, I feel like they still are. And it's concerning. We live in a very red state. And because of that, it's a lot very conservative. The conservative views are just very anti-vaccine. It's like, I'm not saying every conservative feels that way, by the way. I'm just saying that tends to be how the lines Which are Which is odd because it used to be the other way. It did. And it's fascinating because my family is super conservative. Like I grew up in a very conservative home and I just thought it was super fascinating. Even your hair is red. <laughs> yeah. No, see, <laughs> I thought it was fascinating because as conservative as my family is, they were like the first ones to line up and get a vaccine as soon as they could. And I just found that fascinating because we can't talk about anything yeah. politically at all because it gets very charged very quickly. But that we agreed on. And I was grateful because to me, that's probably a good reason they're still alive. Like, Agreed. So it's oh, crazy. Good. So I don't know if we should direct this back to Peloton. We questions. probably yeah. should. So you told us before we started talking that you love to bounce around in the world of Peloton. So you really don't have a preferred instructor. But my guess is you would have a very cogent answer for our next kind of typical question, which is, do you have any advice for people just getting a Peloton, whether it's a bike or a tread or a row? I would say don't be afraid of it. All the options out there are overwhelming. So spend a minute looking around and seeing what is interesting to you. The most important thing about exercise is doing something you enjoy. You can't tell people to go exercise. If I told Tom to go walk or jog, he's not going to do that. You have to do something that you enjoy doing. And so, again, given all this variety that you have with this machine, look around. That would be my advice. You're going to find something in there that fits your need. I definitely uh, agree with that advice. That and, is good advice. And people tried to tell me for years. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I and never also did. Try new things. If you're uncomfortable trying new things, put yourself out there a little bit. Just step out of your comfort zone because you're going to find something that you didn't know you could enjoy. Someone like me that needs new things and needs that kind of stimulation, it's perfect for me. I'm never going to run out of choices. But there are people that don't want to go out of their normal activity. So for those people, I say, roll the dice. You're going to find something. That's fascinating. And too. you'll form a new activity. Yes. Right. Yes, that's absolutely true. So I'm curious real quick, when you talk about how the different serotonin and dopamine levels affect your interest in working out. Have you ever seen someone with low levels in either way that you've given medication to and then they've taken up exercising that you feel like, I know it's anecdotal, but that played a role? Yes. In fact, for a long time as an internist, my bag of tricks was more pharmaceutical than behavioral. And so people that I saw out of balance, and this is especially true in treating addictive disorders, for the first few months after you get somebody stabilized off of an addictive behavior, you do have to rebalance their neurochemistry. You do have to restore some serotonin. You do have to restore some dopamine. And they get comfortable because those cravings because they were trying to fill that need, are filled by the pharmaceuticals that you give them. It's a trial and error process with the medications. Everybody reacts differently. Again, it's not generic. And it does take a certain skill and experience level to know how to do this. 
then you add in the behavioral. You can't get people to accept behavioral change until they are rebalanced. So you put somebody into a 30-day program for addiction and you take away the drugs and people come out of there clean for 30 days. The minute their natural neurochemical imbalances come back and they become uncomfortable again in whatever way, they seek comfort in the same way that got them into that 30-day program. So the recidivism rate is over 90% in these programs because they're not combining the pharmacologic and behavioral. And also, Tom, to that point, you get somebody rebalanced and you treat them behavioral techniques, then you can start withdrawing the medications. People don't want to be on medicine for a long time. These medicines have a terrible connotative uh, imprint. And then a lot of those people that will then, you'll get them off the medicines, they'll come back to you in a month and say, you know what, I felt so much better on those medicines. So I make the analogy of the brain is an organ, the pancreas is an organ. The brain makes neurotransmitters, the pancreas makes insulin. So each organ makes its own product. When the pancreas is not making insulin, you have diabetes. Nobody has any connotative look at a diabetic. Nobody says, oh right. God, you're a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty but bastard. Says, oh, are you anxious and annoying and stop the depression? There's a whole connotation to treating people neurochemically. And I get it. I understand that. I mean, when Prozac came out, you couldn't sell that drug to people. It was impossible. To, and if you did get someone to take it, they were not talking about right. it. In a, and now it's practically in the water supply, like yeah. fluoride. <laughs> I mean, it's like it, almost everybody's on Prozac or Zoloft or something. Like, I mean, And you'll understand this now. When they talk about 40% resistance to these medicines, it's probably 40% are getting the serotonergic medicines, the Prozacs, the Zolofts. And the other side of the equation are people that need dopaminergics. They're different neurotransmitters. So that's where this becomes tricky. You have to know your audience. So someone comes in and they're depressed. You don't just give them Prozac or something that's got serotonin. You have to know where their imbalance is to treat that. It's more complicated, but it's actually less complicated. You just have to look at it in that perspective. Yeah, I've always thought it was interesting that kind of the only medically accepted cure, quote unquote, for addiction has been 12-step programs. But it's just like there's no other disease you would tackle that with, especially since they essentially resolve around higher power. So people wouldn't say, oh, I have diabetes. Have you thought about praying about it? And I don't mean to take away from 12-step programs. There are people they are needed, who it people... absolutely works for. Yes. But it's like anything, it, it, but it's not going to work for everybody. You'd think there'd be more than one tool in that toolbox. When I started treating this disorder, I went to UCLA for all of my training. And this was 100 years ago. We weren't taught about addiction. Just wasn't something that they knew anything about. And where I practice, and I think it's true everywhere. I don't think it's just where I practice, but there's a tremendous amount of addiction. And so this was a medical illness that I knew nothing about. And I learned about it. And I'm glad I did. It's everywhere. But My guess is when you went to medical school, it probably wasn't even perceived as a medical problem. It was a character flaw. It was a character flaw. That goes back to 12-step, and that goes back to behavioral therapies. 
I did not believe in 12-step when I started treating this because I saw it as a neurochemical issue. What I didn't understand, which I grew to understand, was that, yes, there's a neurochemical issue here, but people also need to make these behavioral changes. And 12-step was wonderful. I now recommend 12-step all the time because, first of all, it gives people with addictive disorders a community a community that has very much in common. It's like you put somebody in a grief counseling thing. These people all have gone through the same horrible thing and they have something in common. Well, the same works in 12-step. And so I really think it's important. You can't treat addiction just from a pharmacologic standpoint. You can't treat it just from a behavioral standpoint. You need both. Yeah, you would never tell anyone in grief counseling well, I'm going to deprive you of an antidepressant if you're that upset for an extended period of time. You just have to power through on the grief counseling like you would use both of those items. Right. There's a really interesting thing that's just happened. I'm getting way off of Peloton, but a drug just came out a couple weeks ago for postpartum depression. And postpartum depression typically lasts for a few months. And during that few months, The mom can totally reject the child, and the child has long-term developmental issues, cognitive issues. And what we would give people for postpartum depression were things like Prozac. And and those drugs, the serotonin drugs, take two months to start working. And by that time, the damage has been sort of done in that relationship. This new medicine starts working in two days. Wow. And it's brilliant. So this is where pharmacology can be your friend and where you should at least open your eyes and your brain to this might being okay. But then of course, behaviorally, you have to fill in you have to fill in the blanks. Yeah. So you got to do your own part. You can't just expect the drugs to do all the heavy lifting. You got to bring something to the equation. Much like exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Friends of the outfit. See, I waited for it. Yes. (laughs) You know, I was going to end with a joke, not one of mine. Oh, okay. It's one of my favorite jokes when you're talking about the brain is an organ and it produces chemicals and all that stuff, just like any other organ in the body. This Uh is from one of my favorite comedians. I think this guy is like the best joke writer of the later half of the 20th century, Emo Phillips. And he says, I used to think the brain was the most fascinating of all the human organs. And then I thought, well, look what's telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a guy goes to the doctor and says, if you just got on a Peloton, if you just got on a treadmill, you would add 20 years to your life. And the guy looks at him and he says, yeah, but that would be 20 years of treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. Well, Dr. Kiver, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I don't want to keep you any longer because I'm afraid there'll be an extra copay. Um, <laughs> before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you and your show and your books and all the things. Absolutely. Well, the thing I'm most proud about is our podcast, which we've done this as a radio program for over 12 years. And we helped a lot of people. It was free and people called in. And our podcast is now an extension of that. And it's called Bedside Matters. And it airs every Monday. And I do it with a radio talk show guy, Peter Tilden, a very funny guy. So it's entertaining. 
And we have a woman, Anna Pacino, who is also very funny. And it's what we just did. It's a conversation about specific issues. We don't talk all the time about Peloton. We talk a lot about it, but we don't talk all the time. So that's, that's our thing. I would hope people would enjoy. And, and if you want to get into the weeds, if you're a shield and want to get into the weeds on the brain chemistry stuff, look up Override on Amazon. Okay. okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. This has been an absolute delight. It has. Thank you so Likewise. much. Likewise. And I'm happy to endorse something that I really use myself. So I'm glad we're talking about something that I think is very valuable. And it's a great road to exercise and longevity and all the value that exercise brings. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal O'Keefe. They can find me on all the socials at Clip Out Crystal and the Peloton Leaderboard. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert uh, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Clip Out, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content. And uh, you get ad-free episodes and all the things. And for some reason on YouTube, Crystal is showing you a bunny. You know it's Thanksgiving, not Easter, right? It was here. Well, it's been here for months. I know, but I felt like playing with them. <laughs> so cute. So anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Tuning in. Until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And rowing. Bye. Set yourself free.